0: You're listening to the Detroit is Different podcast network. Rahim. Welcome back to another episode of Care Michigan's podcast with you, as Dawood, along with Asha and Amy. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum,
1: alaikum.
0: So, we know that recently in the news, again in the national discourse, and it seems like there's continued finger pointing at our sister, uh, Ilhan Omar, Representative Ilhan Omar, the first. Um, muslim congresswoman in the state of minnesota who is a uh, also from uh, somali background also uh, family came here as refugees that she has been condensely attacked as being un-american anti-american as well as anti-semitic and we know that not long ago there was a house resolution that was passed condemning forms of bigotry anti-semitism but also Islamophobia actually it's the first time that the US um, Congress has ever put out a resolution condemning Islamophobia along with uh, not just anti-semitism but also Islamophobia so in a strange way the attacks against uh, Ilhan uh, Omar uh, brought forth uh, something that was was unexpected and we can even say a a hidden blessing and she's also opened up the discourse to talk more in the uh in in the in the american political discourse though palestinian rights activists have been working on this for ever since before we were born but have been trying to make space to talk about the issue of illegal uh occupation of 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 palestinian lands but with that in the backdrop um these charges of anti-semitism we'd also like to Uh, discuss the anti-BDS movement that has swept across uh, the United States of America. Uh, Actually, we see back at the election year, uh, a couple of years ago, while people were running for office, uh, um, notable Democrats, uh, Hillary Rodden Clinton was one of the loudest ones that was calling BDS anti-Semitic. And then from there, there's been a movement of passing anti-BDS legislation in state uh, houses uh, across the United States of America. And we know that there were uh, two bills that were passed in the state of Michigan during Lane duck, which were watered down versions of the original anti-BDS um, legislation that was passed in other states. Um, so I'd like for you to uh, comment first on uh, the broader issue, uh, Aisha, about how this anti-BDS Uh, legislation and calling BDS anti-Semitic is is problematic if you can elaborate on that for us please
2: Um, absolutely just to sort of like echo some of the things that you've been saying just the simple fact of bringing up you know something like APAC or bringing up you know injustices carried out by Israel has been you know Ascribed or seen as being anti-Semitic. And so what that does is it creates a chilling effect um, and it definitely impacts free speech. And so BDS and the way that it's being...
0: Um, well, define BDS for us, please. Okay, so, some listeners may it, not know it, what that means.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's divesting from um, companies and businesses that support Israel and Israeli occupation of Palestinian lands. Um, and so...
0: Boycott, divest,
2: yeah, boycott, divest, and sanctions, and so that historically in the United States, divestment and boycotting has been used and has been supported in previous situations, such as you know when we're thinking about South Africa, um, and and there. You know, occupation of African land, right? And so, to look at it today, w- many are wondering, okay, well, why is it you know such an issue when Palestinians and and their allies are asserting this, um, and that, and when they're trying to use their um, uh, legal rights um, and to free speech, and so. Many people on the left, um, so-called progressives, are actually leading—you know—the resistance to BDS, and so it's really hypocr- uh, it's it's hypocrisy because. You know, they're the same ones who are pushing for equity and inclusion and all of these lofty, amazing things. But when it comes to Palestinians and when it comes to uh, the human rights violations carried out by Israel, there is a real pushback. And there is a pushback against BDS. There is a pushback against free speech, even though they won't consider BDS free speech. Um, They consider it something that it isn't altogether. Um, And so I think... You know, Ilhan Omar, for example, her comments on AIPAC and her support of BDS is seen as a legitimate threat to both, you know, the left and the right. Because both of them have very specific reasons as to why they're against BDS. We see a lot of conservatives on the right who have this very bizarre marriage uh, with the state of is with the with the country, uh, with the. I don't even know what to call Israel, right? We'll just say with Israel, right? The entity, yeah, with the entity, Um, and so and so that's on the right, and then on the left, you know, there is again this unequivocal you know, push back against BDS from folks who would otherwise be supporting, um, you know, civil rights issues. And so I think that's why she is being targeted. She's also being targeted because her identity is, you know, in a very vulnerable intersection, uh, being a black Muslim woman of immigrant descent. Uh, Her very existence in Congress is seen as a threat. And so the fact that she's not, you know, succumbing to their pressure or succumbing to the ways in which they want her to perform, is, you know, really triggering. I think for the left, um, we won't even get to the right because they already don't like want to deal with her period. But even the left, and we've seen a real silence from a lot of leaders when it comes to that um, and standing up for her. And uh, I actually recently was a part of a a collective of black Muslim women and uh, black Jewish women. And we co-wrote a piece in support of Ilhan because, you know, we'll see a lot of uh, Jewish individuals say, well, you know, black people, they can't really uh, speak to anti-Semitism because they've never experienced it and that's not their history that's not their legacy and you can't invalidate you know their experiences um but at the same token that completely erases uh the black jewish voice um and so we wrote a piece and and it was really interesting to see how black jewish women on the left were in support of ilhan omar and were pushing back against the establishment whether it be on the left and the right um and i think that Those are the voices that we need to be centering um, and highlighting when we're thinking about anti-Semitism and um, this whole issue uh, that Ilhan Omar is facing.
0: Uh, And for the listeners and for those who aren't aware of American uh, history, it is important to understand that the Democratic Party or the so-called liberals have always been the strongest supporters of political Zionism in American history. Uh, Ever since uh, the founding of, of Israel, there has been the Democrats' that traditionally uh, have always been the strongest supporters of Israel before the uh, the evangelical uh, right began to become in prominence in the Republican Party. So that's a very important point. And also to double down on something that Asha said relating to boycotts. Um, so Palestinians get uh, criticized for armed resistance against the occupation. Now they get criticized for boycotting or anyone who is against illegal occupation. They get criticized for boycotting. Let me say that boycotting is the most passive form of resistance that a person can do or a group can do because boycotting simply just says, I'm not going to engage you. I'm not going to spend my money with you, right? So it's not even something that is active in the sense that they're going to do something against you or spend money to counter you, just simply saying, I'm not going to spend my money with you. I'm going to spend my money somewhere else. So just for having the freedom of saying, I'm not going to spend my money with companies that are involved in something unethical. And again, the hypocrisy of the left, or if you spend your money with this corporation that is involved in in, in, in polluting or causing global warming, it's okay to you know boycott those entities. But when you're talking about a caterpillar or other uh, entities that are uh, doing Direct business with the state and have investments there. that are adding on to the suffering of the people then that Boycotting is considered to be some sort of anti-semitic violence but now I want to move into uh, with the with some of the time we have left um, Amy regarding uh, this problematic anti-bds legislation and what was passed in Michigan the lame duck because I I don't think that many uh, people in the state of Michigan even know about what was passed in the final days of the uh, of the uh, the House and the Senate and the state uh, that Governor Snyder passed in December of
1: 2018. Sure. So um, it, when nobody was watching, basically, they pushed through these two bills that really um, give. The state, the the state of Michigan, the power to chill free speech. Historically speaking, um, capitalism or your your dollar has been considered speech. Where you spend your dollar has been considered speech. Um, political speech is the most protected speech that we have, and Michigan passed two two laws, essentially that that seek to make it illegal for you to exercise your capitalistic dollar free speech by prohibiting the state from contracting with anybody who will provide a service to the state if they won't sign a contract stating stating that they'll avoid um the BDS movement that they will not engage in, in BDS they've also the second bill that they signed is is a, a bill for contract for the service the to the procurement procurement of goods so they won't purchase goods or utilize any construction services if those construction services refuse to um, sign a contract stating that they will not engage in, in in BDS and it's very problematic and touching on some of the things that have already been said it's, it's problematic for a, a number of legal reasons first because your money is considered speech Right, and we we've, we've seen boycotts, and we've seen other things be prote- be considered by the the Supreme Court as protected speech, and, and the the other problem is is what we're really engaging in is is legal and political discrimination based on the identity of the speaker. Right, so Ilhan Omar is being. Criminalized her speech is being not really criminalized, but criminalized politically because of who she is and what her identity is. Her identity as a Muslim has not has given rise to the uh, effect that they're trying to chill her speech, and and that's problematic because that's also inherently unconstitutional. But but we see this, we see the criminalization of of speech of Muslims that are are critical of of Israeli. Politics and Israeli politics and, and Zionism in itself, criticizing those policies is not inherently anti-Semitic. It's 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 just not. And but when Muslims engage in the type of speech that others engage in, then because of our identity, they're in, in, they're criminalizing or making our speech illegal, and that's problematic.
0: You know, I think it's ironic. Before I make a call to the listeners, um, relating to something you said, is that. When Ilhan was talking about this whole issue and she was accused of being uh, using anti-Semitic trope of dual loyalty uh, what is ironic to me is that we have a president in the United States of America whose slogan is put America first. So if you look at essence. What she's saying is that lawmakers, their first allegiance should be to the United States of America. They should put America first. But 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 her saying that. That that's called anti-Semitic.
1: But but even more problematic than that, Brother Daoud, is the fact that while they're saying that she's calling for a reversal of dual allegiance to the state of Israel and the state of like the United States of America, people are also accusing her of dual
0: that's right.
1: dual, d- dual loyalty. Right. There was this entire rant on Fox News the other day by Judge Janine Pirro specifically stating that Ilhan Omar cannot be loyal to the United States because of her loyalty to what they consider to be Sharia law. Like, their understanding of Sharia law is so far gone from what it really is, right? Alhamdulillah,
0: they actually announced that her film's canceled now. Alhamdulillah. Fox actually did something halfway right
1: for once. Right, but... But they're saying I faced that myself. Yes, I've I've faced people when I tried to get my license to practice law who asked me how could I be a lawyer, because I must be following Sharia law, right? So how can I be loyal to the Constitution? So they're actively and they have been engaged in this, this active calling of Muslims as having dual loyalty or actually not even dual loyalty. They don't even give us the consideration to say we have dual loyalty. They're saying we're only loyal to Sharia law and therefore we can't be loyal to the United States. And then turning around and, and using that against Ilhan Omar, it's it's hypocritical at best.
0: Yeah. Um, and, and you're right. And it's actually an echo of the past of where uh, Irish people, Catholics in particular, were accused of this and saying that they had loyalty to the Pope over the United States of America. It's somewhat of a repeat of history, it's just more vitriolic now against Muslims than it was in the times when Kennedy ran for president. Um, To the listeners, Amy said something important, so I need, as we close this out, to make a a call to the listeners. She mentioned that two parts of these uh, anti-BDS legislation or bills relates to people who could have contracts with the state uh, relating to construction or uh, would uh, sell goods to the state that they would be forced to sign contracts that re- that that relate to BDS, that they would not be involved in BDS. If you are doing business with the state of Michigan, uh, be it in construction uh, or be it selling some sort of goods or services to the state of Michigan, and you're being asked to sign this and you don't want to sign it and you're turned down for government bids or contracts, we ask you to contact Care of Michigan's office because we are uh, looking at some legal op- options behind uh, challenging this uh, chilling of, of freedom of speech and actually trying to criminalize people uh, for their uh, sincerely held uh, non-violent, non-discriminatory beliefs. Um, any closing comments, uh, Aisha or Amy, before we uh, end this episode? No. none. Okay, wonderful. Well, again, um, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Care Michigan's podcast. And we ask you to uh, lift up our sister and send our sister some good vibes uh, in your prayers. Also, you can call our office and send some positive messages to our beloved sister, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Uh, and to Rashida too, because
2: she's going to be getting She gets it too. And Rashida,
0: yeah. we'll Rashida Taleb too, who's here in Michigan, uh, representing and from Southwest Detroit. Uh, you can send her, so, uh, include her in your prayers and send her some uh, positive vibes as well. We thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next week on CARE Michigan's podcast. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.